Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, you want experience during your football season? Well, buckle up, sweet cheeks. That's all we need. We've got all the experience in the world. This is I Want Your Flex with Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon. Mike and Dan break down everything you need to set your lineups. From position rankings to starts and sits, the guys help you make those hard decisions. And now, let's get your flex on. Here's Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon. All right, that's it for week three. He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Beyer. It's I Want Your Flex. And Mike, I, I think we have to start in South Florida. Let's get right to it. I, I, nobody, I think, listening to this podcast ever remembers a game where there were 70 points no. scored scored by a team. Well, it's, it's one of a, your favorites, the Scorigamis. <laughs> yeah, uh, we we could get to some Scorigami. There's another Scorigami on Monday night as well between the Eagles and Buccaneers. But the, the fact is, is that we had a team in the NFL that scored 70 points. And exactly 70. And only one other time in the NFL, Mike, did a team score 70 points in a game, and the opponent scored 27. So if the Broncos would have scored one more touchdown, for as rare as it was, it wouldn't have been Scorigami because that was the only (laughs) game that we had in the NFL history where a team scored exactly 70 points, the opponent scored 27. At least the Broncos did their part in that way and stayed at 20. But we have a 50-point advantage. Dolphins top the Broncos. And I just – I we're we're two days removed from this game. And I still am just fascinated by everything that happened, how it played out. I'm fascinated that the Broncos couldn't even take advantage 
of getting in a game like this, Mike. Just craziness in South Florida on Sunday. Well, I, I kind of chuckle about it for a number of reasons, and certainly on the larger sports talk radio side, uh, there, there's a little bit of kind of smiling about karma. I mean, if we're going to talk about Taylor Swift hanging out with Travis Kelsey, I mean, one of those karma is a cat, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so it was one of her songs, and, and Sean Payton did a lot of chirping when he had his fox hat on. Mm-hmm. And post Fox hat, uh, and some of it came home to roost uh, in this matchup, particularly with Tua Tonga Vailoa. Now the running backs uh, going off, uh, but you you expected some resistance. The Denver defense uh, basically no showing, and then. Look, he's got his fall guy. We talked about it before the season, Dan, with Russell Wilson. Uh, it's all going to hell uh, it, very quickly and trying to solve solve problems and come up for answers. doesn't matter. Mike McDaniel, I mean, he could have done whatever he wanted. And I'm a little disappointed he didn't take that scoring record, go match the uh, 73-0 Bears-Washington uh, squad from 1940 uh, while he's at it. Uh, you know what? And if they don't throw the white flag, keep going. Yeah. the the I thought 80 could have been in play. You know, at one point, too, I was like, oh, maybe this is, this is the opportunity. But it was – listen, Denver had to play a role in it. And they did it because there were big plays. I don't. I don't fault Mike White for throwing. Denver gets the kickoff return, which Mike then just puts the Dolphins' offense back on the field. Um, it was. It was crazy. Like it. And you needed a game like that for Russell Wilson to get three hundred yards. And not to make this a Broncos conversation, but just since we're we're kind of there i think it is part of the conversation the week prior you needed russell wilson to throw a 55 yard hail mary right to get you know to get to that benchmark and so you just you're you're just wondering you know what is going on in denver because it has been an awful start to the season and as you mentioned the karma for sean payton i mean think about this week one the he doesn't bring back Brandon McManus. They bring in the kicker that he wants, and they end up losing to the Raiders because Will Lutz misses a couple of kicks. Then in week two, they're up 21-3. to three. Go all the way back, get the Hail Mary, but then there's no pass interference call in the end zone. Kind of reminds me of NFC Championship game. And now you have this 70-burger that's dropped on him by the former ball boy of the team that he's coaching. Mm-hmm. I mean, just like, like – Who they didn't interview. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah, correct. So, like, you got yeah. all of these things, right? He took his shots at Tua, sitting on the uh, the padded chairs on the Fox lot, saying that Teddy Bridgewater would take over for him. Uh, you, you've got all of this stuff kind of swirling up. And when we look at it, and it's something Smith and I talked about on our show on Fox Sports Radio, is, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of building up the squad, right? There were shots at Hackett, shots at the old regime. You know, there wasn't a whole lot of positivity. Hey, we're not going to be walking around in bucket hats and sunglasses and whatever else during the preseason games. There was a lot of negativity, not a lot of building up of what was there and talking up what this 2023, not that I need them peacocking like every college coach and whatever, but it was a lot of outward stuff as opposed to what was being built in the organization. You know, we're we're not doing this, 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 and this, but it was all from a negative standpoint and and really kind of building, you know, this level of, 
trying to insulate himself seemingly from what was going on where there were. Like even the the Russell Wilson stuff, it wasn't a building of him. It was, all right, Hackett was terrible. And in my in my estimation, and you and I have talked about this, you know, he was kind of setting him up, setting it up as if it goes bad now, clearly it's Russell Wilson's the common link. Sure. As sure. opposed to anything well, me and my staff might might or might not be able to do. I would also say that maybe there was a reason why he wasn't talking them up. <laughs> you know well, I mean? sure. Yeah, you know, I mean, there, you know, one hundred percent. You know that that part of it as well. But you know, I ask you this: you know, through three weeks, and you just chronicled a number of the you know decisions that he made. The Lutz one, right? Bring in a guy that was familiar to you. Okay, McManus. McManus had a nice career there in Denver uh, and gone. Okay, fine. Uh, blowing the lead and then getting decimated here. Fastball gone. Is he got to become a, a late career junk baller here? Or is it just you you inherit a, a bad product? Because, I mean, Russell Wilson, you and I stipulate he's not the, the same player, yeah. clearly, and hasn't been for a couple of years. But you look at the assembled roster of skill position guys and the expectations that de- the defense, even if Fangio's gone and it's it's Vance Joseph, that they, they were supposed to be at least uh, serviceable, if not good. Right, we talked about him coming into the year, you know, just historically, and here's what you have on. All right, they'll be good enough, for at least for some of these games. And I guess you could say, well, they've got the Bears and Jets, so that'll normalize and look better. Well, it doesn't erase these three weeks and the fact that he's already chirping and biting the heads off of reporters. I I don't think that he's lost his fastball, but I will say this about the Saints, and specifically a Sean Payton-led team. Their best teams, Mike, were actually when they had a running game. Mm-hmm. And it whether it be Kamara and Ingram, whether you go back to the Reggie Bush, Pierre Thomas, you know, Look at era. That. Pierre Thomas. Yeah, but they could. They could run the ball. Uh, Mike Bell was a part of that, you know, mm-hmm. squad as well. Sure. They – Drew Brees got all of the headlines. And it wasn't like they there weren't – and reasonably, you know, for for a lot of reasons, but when they actually were two dimensional, so you had to worry about Breeze and you had to worry about the running game. I think is actually when the Saints were at their best. Well, he was able to pull the strings as a play caller. Yeah, right, yeah. And, and create mismatches, and where you'd have those third receivers like Devery Henderson uh, mm-hmm. and the legs show up and, and become Robert big Meacham flying down the field. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, when you had that, the Saints were really clicking, and that's why that's why you know I just made the comment of maybe he doesn't like what he has in you know in Denver, but it's it's been a it's been a while. I mean that was Super Bowl forty four we're yes, talking about. You know, we're fourteen thing. years removed from it. So um, I would just like to see it more with his pieces, and maybe you know George Payton's ten years the general manager there has not been good, and the. The Russell Wilson trade is the biggest of them all on his watch, and you just wonder on what's going to happen uh, after the season with that sort of thing. So I, w- I would still give Peyton a little time. I'm not. I'm not ready to, to call him out yet. It's just been been an awful start. But um, they didn't. They didn't capitalize on the Dolphins' 70 points. And the and I'll tell you what. If you didn't start, uh, you know, Devon Achan now. Now that yeah, that's, that's right. the Achan. Yeah. <laughs> which I am going to mess up on every podcast probably for the next four weeks and just trying to remember because I finally got it to A-Chain and remember it. Now it's A-Chan. But that game isn't coming again. 
Sorry. No, but right? you know what? You know, you're going to chase it uh, in terms of workload splits and whatever, at least saying he's part of the offense. And at the running back position, Dan, as we'll get to in the waiver wire, uh, it's some pretty slim pickings. So you're looking desperately for help wherever you can find it. But you're And you're going to start him every week. Like now there's – No, that's it, right? Yeah. yeah. Same with Mostert. Yeah, I, Mostert was a guy – I was actually just reviewing um, – some of my leagues and, and varied success uh, and abject failures. Uh, one league, I, I just want to burn it to the ground already. Uh, but most are in an auction league, I got for four bucks. Wow. Just nobody trusted that situation. And when it was drafted, this was before Dalvin Cook became and also ran it with the Jets and was rumored to potentially be on the Dolphins' radar. I. Jonathan Taylor's no longer on their radar, by the way. That won't, <laughs> that's not going to don't happen. Need to, don't need to go down that road. I've been a Mostert fan. and I, I, always, I liked him in San Francisco. Yeah. yeah. I had him last year, and then all of a sudden they bring in Jeff Wilson Jr., and I'm like, what are you doing? And then Jeff Wilson Jr. has a little, you know, little burst. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But then it, it was Mostert at the end of the year, and just because he's so darn fast, you know, with that track background, when he gets to the second level, it's gone, and there's value there. The one thing I do wonder, Mike, because you do put up 70 points and you're getting the ball all the time, they didn't play with Jalen Waddell on That's Sunday. That's right. Uh, Tyree Kill got 11 targets. Mostert got seven, and then uh, Chan was the, the next with four. So you're only really throwing to those guys if you're, you know, Tua and Mike White. But – if there is a regression with anybody, is it is it in that backfield? Do we do we see the Dolphins leaning more on that? Does it, is it Jalen Waddle because he was out? Is it Tyree Kills, mucho numbers? If there was a regression, where do you guess it would be? I, I would guess you're going to cut back a little bit in the run game because look, Waddle was what 103 catches. Mm-hmm. Or something like that. So I mean, you you got to get him as part of your offense again. Going back to the what we were just talking about of you know being able to pull the strings and having that balance. Not that you don't with Tyreek Hill going up and celebrating with the fans and putting up pinball numbers, but how dangerous are you when Waddle's on the other side? Unfortunate that he has to miss the game, you know, after a hit where you know guys going to make a play redirected and you know, bent uh, just to the point where you have the helmet to helmet. But I would I would suspect you get a little bit uh, of a comeback from the rushing attempts. They had 43 rushing attempts here. Chris yep. Brooks, 9 for 66 as well, including <laughs> that 52-yarder. But So, you know, that's kind of the outlier. So just scratch that away. Uh, but I would think, you know, you're looking at trying to run the ball 25 times a game in theory, is probably where you want it to be. And if you can play a little bit of bully ball, and I think that's been the most fun part to watch with the Dolphins, Dan, is the willingness to start on that and playing a bit of sledgehammer. And then you're backing out the you know linebackers suck up a little bit, and now you're getting those little quick hits for Tua. And, I mean, he's hardly been hit. Like, we're talking clean mm-hmm. jersey club three weeks in a row. Yeah, <laughs> that's, and that's the biggest question about him. Well, but that's just it, right? When everybody's like, well, how could you not have bought in? I'm like, because you needed to see it, right? Yes, on paper, it's like, yeah, the Dolphins will be good if we're through three weeks. Yeah. Right? And right now I'll put them, if I'm putting my power rankings, uh, I'll put them first. 
but with a giant question mark next to it. No disrespect to Mike White, former Jets savior, uh, and whatever, who comes in and has his two for two, 67 and one. That's great. But if Tua goes down, and I'm not wishing this on anybody, but I'm a realist, it's the NFL. 75 plus quarterbacks took snaps last year, Dan. Mm hmm. No, you're right. The the worry and the fear does not go away just because they're playing and he's playing at an astronomical level. It does not go away. I agree with you as well that the running game takes a hit. And I will also say this. I think there are a lot of people when Jalen Waddle was ruled out, went to the waiver wire, looked for Braxton Berrios, looked for River Craycraft. And yeah, yeah. Just, or Robbie Chosen. So you you got your touchdown. Had, I you got did, your touchdown, but, I, you know, there's the one catch, right? I did mention him at one point. Yes, you did. I did. <laughs> yes, and, did. And, and thank you very much. It's the Chosen One. Isn't Literally, that the it was best? the one That's reception. It. One. <laughs> but, it, but it paid off, and it was a touchdown. But, yeah, there was, there was, not, much, there was not much coming um, off of that. It was Tyreek. It was Mostert, and it was HN. And uh, that's what you got. And now if Jalen Waddle comes in and is uh, back healthy out of concussion protocol, I think that uh, you'll probably just still see those four names with the regression for the running backs. I agree. Yeah. 70 burger. Still, it's just weird to even say it. Yeah, it's, it's that shock and awe. The, one, the, other, the other thing, just, you know, to put some positive spin, I guess, uh, from the Denver side of things, is I think you could start – Sutton as a back end two or high end three with regularity. Eight of 11 in this one. Okay, fine. Uh, ex- exacerbated by the lopsided score. But the prior two weeks, seven targets and five targets. You're at least going to get a handful of opportunities. What happens with them? I don't know. But that's all we can we can play to, that you're at least seeing some semblance uh, of consistency in the offense trying to get him involved. He's by Carmen. I'm Dan Byer. It's the I Want Your Flex podcast. The executive producer is Ryan Bershinger. We're going to take a timeout here, talk some more week three. Someone was on fire uh, with their predictions. It was one Mike Harmon, and he told you to play a guy this week, put him in his ninjas, that if you listened, you need just to subscribe and download this podcast every single week because the guy probably won your leagues and you probably didn't have to pay anything to put him on your team. We'll tell you who that is. That's next year and I want your flex. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you 
with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to I Want Your Flex. He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Beyer. Uh, now we, it's kind of report card time. We like to look back at uh, some of the things that Mike picked out for his rankings from uh, week three of the NFL, what hit, what uh, missed. Actually, I just want to talk about the hits because there was one hit that was magnificent, <laughs> Mike. But I do got to get to your rankings. Do got to get to your top guys. You had this Josh Allen, great game against the Commanders. Lamar Jackson, two touchdowns on the ground. Great game, in a, even in a loss for the Ravens. You had Patrick Mahomes at number three. They carved up your Bears. Sorry about that. Uh, Justin, well, you know, I didn't have to watch the second half because on YouTube TV, they preempted it, Dan. They, they, they took, they, did they take you to a the more competitive game, right? Yeah, I paid yep. the extra subscription fee so I could uh, watch everything. So right now I've lodged a complaint. We'll see what customer service does with it. And I took it to social media. But at halftime, they went to Dallas and Arizona which is interesting because it was also a different camera angle than what was on the actual feed. Sure. <laughs> uh, so I had that on two two thirds of my monitor, and then uh, your Seattle Seahawks and Carolina Panthers on the other. Well, the uh, they they were the in L.A. That was the local game on the one, which is kind of kind of crazy. But uh, Seahawks honoring their Super Bowl forty eight victory with those white jerseys, something we touched a little bit mm-hmm. on the pod last week. But anyway, uh, even in the loss, Kirk Cousins put up. Uh, you hit your top five uh, quarterback rankings uh, in in splendid order. But I don't want to talk about that, Mike Harmon. No, okay. I want to talk I, about all the uh, running backs that let me down. No, well, because <laughs> I'm going to curse them all out. No, <laughs> Derek Henry's being a problem. Yeah, it's uh, to- a problem. Totally that's is. a big problem right now. Tony Pollard didn't get into the end zone, but still had a buck twenty-two for no, it. That's true. So yeah, yeah so right, I'll, I'll take it. that. Uh, we're talking tank. We're talking yeah. tank, Dell, baby. <laughs> it was uh, this. You put him in your ninjas list against the Jaguars. Uh, I also thought it was a game where you were going to see some points. I, I I do sometimes feel a little biased, you know, because C.J. Stroud, you know, the Ohio State product and, and my fandom there. But, but I do, he, right now he's earning every every bit yeah, of it. And he made things look so easy. Like that's the thing that you take for granted. Sometimes when guys, you know, make it look too easy or you think that it's – you know, not. I'm trying to think of the the right way to put it, but when they make it look so easy, sure. you almost think that it's not work. Like, oh, this guy, this should be more, you know, strenuous or whatever. Right. But it was C.J. Stroud, and I told the story, you know, um, after you gave your ninjas. But 
C.J. Stroud told the Texans draft Tank Dell. He and I, they, they developed some sort of rapport during the whole draft process. And they went out and got him. And now, what, buck 45? I mean, big yeah. play capability. Kudos on the Tank Dell play of the Texans against the Jaguars. Appreciate that. Yeah, it, it just, your opportunities. Look, the game did not play out as I anticipated. Quite clearly, I, I think if we're, we're looking at stuff as much as, you know, Houston's a team, and I think I relate it to a little of what we were talking about on, on air Monday night with the Rams and uh, a lot with the Cardinals is you're, you're getting effort each week. And that's the one thing with D'Amico Ryans right now. You like, you, you like the effort the Texans are coming with. And the thing that's even scarier about this squad going forward, Dan, is eventually they're going to actually have their offensive line playing. Mm-hmm. Right, you got a whole offensive line of backups, and they're still professionals. I take nothing away from them, but they were not the five that you were expecting when you put up the whiteboard. Like if you went Bud Kilmer or, or insert any fictional coach here, where we always see him with the magnets, Billy Bob Thornton, you know, in Friday Night Lights when he's dropping guys into the trash can and putting up his depth chart. None of those guys. We're in the elevated first slot. So eventually, eyebrows raised of what C.J. Stroud's going to be able to accomplish. But for Dell, five catches, seven targets, the 68-yarder, 145 and a score, back-to-back weeks with a touchdown, uh, back-to-back weeks, giving you big play capability and reception totals, three or more receptions in each of these first three games. Sure, against Baltimore, just three of four, 34 yards. But back-to-back weeks where you've had some big returns, 17 targets over the last two weeks and scores in each game, yeah, I mean, there, there's something to watch there. You know, Nico Collins is interesting. I think he's a guy that's going to put up some numbers uh, for you overall as well. There just might be a little more ebb and flow to what he does versus the connection and trying to make the big splash with Dell downfield. Yeah, and there's something else that I I like about the Texans, and I've, I've said this, I think they're the team that you do not want to play in the second half of the season. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I don't think – I'm not – trying to overreact from one week but i just know that that's a team that you're like geez i wish we would have gotten them you know in week four or week two or whatever the case is i know jacksonville doesn't didn't want them in week three and they got them and historically they've they've owned jacksonville right yeah so like this was just an extending uh of what has been a, a long standing problem Ended up they won there last year, you know. I, uh, Trayvon Walker had a penalty that ended up uh, costing them in in that game. So they there is something there, but you get another game against the Jaguars that is on your schedule later on. So you'd have to say, hey, that's that's pretty good. You have to think that you know another Colts matchup. I don't know they're playing Week 18, so fantasy wise it may not work. But point being is that division is for the taking. Sure, Tennessee's great against the run. Can't defend the pass. You know, guess what? Here comes CJ Stroud and Nico Collins and Tank Dell and the whole crew. So you're gonna get you're gonna get opportunities against those squads. Heck, they play the Titans, you know, another crazy schedule where they end up having two games against the Titans at the end of the year. But 
you know, yeah, if, if the Texans or the Titans don't get their run game squared away, C.J. Stroud and Tank Dell and crew could be paying off of the postseason. I, I really like what they've got going in Houston. Damian Pierce has got to get going, Mike. But, but, that's, but that's the thing, though, Dan. It's, it, you know, that's the buy-low opportunity yeah. right now with him, right? People are going to flock to the waiver wire, and we'll get to that in short order uh, in this series. But... You know, the, those guys are, you know, for Dell and for Stroud, they're going to be sexy pickups. Pierce is languishing on someone's roster right now. Yep. And they're salty, and he's one of those guys like, well, I have to play him because of dot, dot, dot. But for the right offer, could probably be added to your squad. They've got a game against the Steelers in week four. I think the Steelers will, you know, bring their hard hats and defense. Then that, that'll be a fun game well, yeah. if you like defensive football. Then you got the Falcons, Saints defensively. Panthers seem to be a mess. Buccaneers pretty good defensively. Then you got the Bengals, Cardinals, Jaguars, Broncos. Like this is it's not it's not a murderer's row. No, and then know, by, any by, by the time you get to December, the Jets will have revolted. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> you uh, the road game against Tennessee, Cleveland. I Jekyll and Hyde kind of team going on right now. And then, you know, again, back to Tennessee in in championship week. Yeah. So all of that. But, you know, just lavish the praise on your guy Stroud, though. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make – I'm going to just talk about the survivor pool and then you can have the floor and you can wrap this up with our waiver wire pickups for week four with what we've got. But I told you on the last survivor pool – there are certain things that I don't like in picking. I get a little nervous picking divisional games, Mike. Sure. I, I'm not just because of what we saw. And the Jaguars are a perfect example. I got uh, put into a, to a spot where I ended up picking in a bunch of survivor pools. But I did end up, in the end, picking Jacksonville in one of the pools, and that's the exact reason why. But I also uh, told you in the podcast that we had on Thursday, avoid Dallas. The reason being because they were playing the Cardinals. And there is this theory, Mike, that the Cardinals are the worst team in the NFL. And I thought that they were entering the season. I thought that was going to be the case. But at some point, they are going to win a game. And with the parity in the National Football League, it's just it's not smart. You're you're only you can only go so far and likely a lot of the people that are in the pool are also going to be going that way so that's how you can really make hay with doing it and i warn people about picking against the cardinals even just after that giants game when they should have won and, and blew that lead that came to fruition with the cowboys losing 28 to 16 knocking a bunch of people out of survivor pools so jacksonville and dallas the biggest carnage that we saw in week three i told you to pick the lions and if you did want to pick a favorite sorry mike i told you to pick the chiefs so no you don't take offense to it but those were the two so we hit at least on the survivor pools but yeah those division games even if it's a home game and you're you're you know, the better team is a touchdown or so favorite. I just try to stay away from those as much as I can. Yeah, for the third straight week, just to give the uh, little thing on the the Bears, um, Smith tried to sell that they'd, they'd be in the game, and I looked at him like he was crazy. I'm like, lay the 12 and a half as fast as you can. 
Uh, just, just do it. Uh, Why didn't you call me up? Because for I, mm-hmm. I saw those big numbers. That was the running theme on my Sunday show with George Reister when we do the red zone. I am like, why did I pick the Bears? Why did I pick the Bears with <laughs> the points? Like, I am so dumb. Like, there wasn't a worse week for an organization. It wasn't even close. And now yeah. you're going to play arguably the best team in the, in the National Football League, even though they weren't playing great, which was another reason why they were probably going to get back on track. It was just such a stupid pick by me. I should have I should have listened to I you. thought there might have been a little bit of uh, stupid fantasy numbers on the back end. Mm-hmm. Like maybe, maybe that. you know, yeah. running for his life, field, and then he get put back back out there after you know a cursory check for a concussion, which is a whole other problem. But think about it: Taylor Swift's appearance at that stadium was so large, everybody forgot about the Bears' misery. That's true. That's like, true. It didn't matter. The entire week didn't matter. I still have a lot of questions. I'm still upset, but you know, it's it's one of those things uh, that you float through. The Dallas point, you know, that also not only knocked a lot of people out of pools. Dan, uh, you want to talk about the common link and a lot of parlay bets on Sunday? Mm. Vegas uh, sportsbook started laughing and cackling uh, as soon as James Conner started running wild. And yeah. Josh Dobbs efficiently. Like Micah Parsons, I think you heard his name once at the beginning of the game, and then he finally got on to Dobbs pretty late. I was like, yeah, I think that's the first time you've said his name. Sure. In a long, long time. So, I mean, just a good game plan. And, you know, not to belabor the, the Arizona love here, but for Gannon, as much as he failed in that opening press thing that they put out, right, that was so laughable, you know, how many of you drove today and whatever yeah. else. Um, they look like they're playing for him, don't they? They like, they do. <laughs> and how much of that is just you know self preservation, contracts, whatever else? But through three games, you've got yeah. you've gotten a legitimate effort. Sean Payton can't claim that in Denver, can he? Fair enough. Yeah, fair. I, I can't I can't argue that. I think that there is a ceiling with Arizona. Sure. Like Dal- Dallas was inside the Arizona ten yard line on their four second half drives, and they came away with six points. Hey, Dak's you know. elite. Yeah, <laughs> you know, the interception, the turnover on downs. It's not, you know, I mean, that's just not cashing it in, and that's, you know, that's what beat them. And, again, the, you know, they were up whatever on the Giants, but because the Cardinals are the Cardinals, the Giants were able to come back. Like, there's a ceiling to it, but you just – you knew at some point they were going to win because of what you said. They do play hard. They do – they're a professional football team, and they showed up. Now I think they're going to get – crushed by the Niners, yes. and I'm going to go completely against my non-picking a division uh, matchup, but I'll get to the survivor pick later in the week, but that is a prime one that we've gotten week four, but yeah, kudos to the Arizona Cardinals, and by the way, uh, Bursch isn't here, but Bursch did say jump on the Chiefs defense, not just because of the Bears, Mike, but because of the Jets matchup they yes. had in week four, and so uh, paid off for Bursch in uh, in that one in streaming defense. Is he going to put Are- the Denver Broncos in his defense for uh, the coming week? Because they got the Bears and then the Jets. Yeah. Hey, Same we'll thing. F- we'll find out on Thursday's episode when Burst gives go. us the uh, these streaming defenses. Our- this is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's get to your waiver wire pickups for week four. The the guys that, you know, all you fantasy football players out there have got to go to your waiver wires, put claims in these guys so you get them on your roster. Yeah, I mean, you have the obvious three just based on percentages. C.J. Stroud's only owned in 20% of leagues, and I'm looking at Yahoo, so that's a pretty big sample size of people. Tank Dell uh, owned in just 32% of leagues. Mentioned Cortland Sutton before, talking about the opportunities he's had. Uh, he's available about a third of leagues right now, so you want to take a look-see there. His quarterback, while you may not love him, should be rostered, Russell Wilson, because if that defense doesn't get fixed, guess what? A lot of passing attempts. 791 yards thus far, six touchdowns, two picks. Also along for the ride, Mac Jones. Again, you don't have to love him. You don't have to like some of the decisions he makes. You can hold your nose. You can not watch the games. Uh, but he is firing the ball all over the place to the tune of already 750 passing yards on the year, available in about 80% of leagues. And finally, Jordan Love. Still available in nearly 30% of leagues. Yeah, the yardage, uh, not as robust, but touchdown-to-interception ratio is there, and they're starting to get healthy, and I think they'll click as the season goes on a little more there. Um, you look at the the running back position, obviously, HN. Uh, is available in about 60% of leagues. He'll be first off the board. We've talked a lot about Jalen Warren looking at the touch count, particularly if you're in PPR leagues, already with 12 receptions. And let's face it, Najee Harris is not the answer. So more Jalen Warren. Yeah. I may have to say this every week until people actually listen. Uh, but he's still available in like 45% of leagues as we talk right now. And then Rico Dowdle. Now, depending on what league service you use, he is either a running back or a wide receiver, Dan. 
I picked him up in a league, and he was only available as a wide receiver. Uh, and so when you're talking about multiple flex pieces, yeah. as in, you know, in a guillotine league, that's fine. Uh, in other leagues, he's just a running back, so keep an eye on that. But he's already got 21 touches. And I think with Tony Pollard, as much as you know, we, we like the results, and I've long been a Tony Pollard, um, I, I built the raft for folks to jump on. Uh, I don't think him touching the ball 25 times a game is a recipe for getting through the end of the season no. into January. So I think you're going to see more of Dowdle. As much as folks like Deuce Vaughn. Oh, that's where I was going to go to when you were done. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like they're, Deuce Vaughn had a role. Now, granted, they blew out the Jets in that game in week two. But I was in a guillotine league and lost Jamal Williams and Saquon Barkley all in week two and was looking for running back help anywhere mike sure got outbid by guys and so then you're just looking for whatever and i'm like well let me just give deuce vaughn maybe you'll catch a couple passes out of the backfield take one for 20 yards and and be good with it and uh goose eggs across the board so because it was all you know dowdell but that's just it you're taking you're taking chances right when we start looking at those secondary and tertiary guys uh you know games and downs and distance you know, we did a deep dive on the Cowboys of, all right, how much do you love them uh, at the, at this point, mm-hmm. considering they beat up on the Giants and Jets? Yeah. Right? But, you know, opportunity is opportunity. And, and given the size of rosters, you know, we had a couple of year trend. It seemed that rosters got smaller, Dan. I think that's been reversed because looking at the waiver wire in general, like percentages, it's not as much uh, of the availability. And we try to do this where we're looking at at least a third to you know half of leagues still have the player available. So legitimately, we're reaching as many folks as we can. And, and the number of players that fit that criterion that I would consider rostering is shrinking week by week. I am uh, one other situation. Actually, you know, we'll talk about it in the next podcast because okay. it's not about it has nothing to do with with pickups. Well, I had so three just... more wide receivers okay. really quick. Okay, All right. so two two Atwell should have scored twice. He got robbed of a touchdown. I'm still standing by that. Uh, show me conclusive evidence, man. Show me conclusive evidence. Uh, but and maybe it's a different game. I don't know. I, th- I thought he was out. Good in the white. I thought he was out, but I also have Kyron Williams and uh, Tyler ah, Higby. Okay. So I was completely biased. Like, yeah, of course he's out. See, three-yard line. See, nice. And then they call a couple of terrible pass plays. (laughs) Stafford doesn't get rid of the football uh, and problems ensue. Uh, When we look at uh, Palmer in in Los Angeles with Mike Williams going down for the year, I know everybody's going to want to pivot to Johnston. I don't think he's ready to be that guy yet. And Palmer's familiarity uh, in, in that offense uh, and with Justin Herbert, he's he's available in 95% of leagues. So wow. he's going to be one of the big pickups. And then going back to Indianapolis, and it might be short-lived, but for the moment, Josh Downs, just someone at least to radar. And if you've got you know one of those dead roster spots, because let's face it, the injury bugs hit us early this year, Dan, he's available about 98% of leagues, already with 15 catches, though. Well, I'll tell you what, the Colts 
Uh, another topic we're going to talk about in our next podcast. Yeah, let's the go. Only, they aren't the only squad with a quarterback situation, even though Shane Steichen planted the flag for Anthony Richardson, as he should. Once Richardson's cleared, he should be back quarterbacking. But maybe Gardner Minshew just gives them a little better option, maybe a little better option fantasy-wise as well, all the topics that we'll discover in our next podcast. So, all right, Harmon, again, kudos on the tank, Dell, Well, thank you. And all of your quarterback rankings that you hit, we'll do it again. So for Mike Harmon, hit him up at Swollen Dome and our executive producer, Ryan Bershinger. I'm Dan Beyer. Hit me up at Dan Beyer on Fox. This has been I Want Your Flex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball. From Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.